do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. This show is like a, uh, if you will, a journal of all the media I have consumed. From movies, to TVs, to books, to games, to internets. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I should warn of that possibility because I could potentially, but there is by no means a guarantee, spoil things for you. This is a spoiler warning at the top of the show like I do every single time for 458 plus episodes. I was going to throw a plus at the end of that because there are special unnumbered episodes like your oh for example fan expo episodes which are coming up in not too too long so that's exciting i think that leaves nothing really left to say other than the fact that i will now push a five five minute timer button thing that will start a series of five five minute timers like this oh boy some things movie monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is the daily bugle thank you for that sponsorship Movie the first is The Death of Superman. What? From 2018. Superman battles against an insurmountable foe named Doomsday. So quite clearly pulled from the comics because, as I do believe, uh, Superman was in the comics at one point, quote-unquote, killed by Doomsday. So uh, sort of a fascinating thing just in general. How do you take, uh, like the world's most powerful being and kill it uh it's got to be sort of a tricky thing to write almost uh, I, I guess maybe not you just send from space something even more powerful bang bing boom uh rating wise i enjoyed this i feel like this has been done before though am, you know am i crazy uh i'm looking at the imda and the strange thing is i, I feel like i've seen Something else about this before, where Superman was killed by Doomsday. And, and I don't think it was the comics, because uh, as much as I do love comics, and am, uh, how you say, nerdy, um, I was sort of, uh, and, and this came up every once in a while, like, I enjoy comics while reading them, but uh, I, I always sort of, two things happen. Uh, I feel like I'm cheating on book books, which is my, my one true love, uh, and then I always just sort of end up coming back to book books, uh, and, you know, 
that's that sort of thing. Uh, this one did a little different in that I had a lot of big names doing the voices. Uh, uh, Jerry O'Connell doing Superman. Uh, Rebecca Romaine doing Lois Lane. Wait, aren't they a married couple? Hmm. Uh, Rain Wilson doing Lex Luthor, which I actually didn't even realize. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Wonder Woman. Uh, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, which I feel like he's done that before. I could be wrong uh jason omara as batman i need me some kevin conroy or else i take marks off basically uh on that note of marks rating wise um, i think i'd go like a three and a half to four it was good uh if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale three is for enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again and you know i could potentially see myself wanting to revisit this but not right now in my brain do i think that i would Okay, moving on to Movie the Second, an American tale from 1986. Uh, yes, a classic, you might say this is. Uh, while emigrating to the United States, a young... <coughs> excuse me, a young Russian mouse gets separated from his family and must relocate them while trying to survive in a new country. Yeah, a uh, story of Russian immigration to the United States. The one sort of caveat is, uh, you know, it's a mouse. <laughs> and uh, mice are anthropomorphized, and so are cats, and no dogs in this, is there? Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if they ever introduced dogs. Is there dogs? Yeah, I'm looking at the poster for uh, An American Tale, Five Will Goes West, which, uh, if I do recall, was not as good. Uh, and there are dogs on the cover of that, or at least one dog. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mrs. always uh, makes fun of me because I always say that the, uh, the, the, the song that they sing in this makes me want to cry. Like, a, uh, however old I was when I saw this. I was born in 81. I don't know if I saw this right in 86, but uh, at an age where uh, there's some sad stuff in this. It's like a, a kid separated from their parents, basically. And when you are a kid... Uh, oh, yeah, and you know what? My parents got separated. I'm just realizing. Maybe it was... No, no, that was later. I was, like, in my teens. Uh, yeah, a anyways, so something about this, you know, used to really hit me. Uh, did I... I don't think I... I don't think it hit me as hard this time. Maybe just because I was thinking uh, of the funniness of uh, uh, me... The missus making fun of me because of that, which I enjoy. I love a good ribbing. Ribbing for my pleasure. Uh, okay, and uh, last but not least, uh, Isle of Dogs, also from 2018. Yes, a West Anderson joint, for the reason that I think I have seen every West Anderson movie, for the reason that I enjoy his movies. Yeah, I've uh, never had one that I didn't uh, enjoy, this included. Oh, uh, rating of Fievel, go, uh, an American tale, sorry, starring Fievel, uh, or Fourvel, if you prefer. Um, I don't know if... If it lived up to my nostalgia factor, so go same as the first movie, three and a half to four, somewhere in there. Uh, Isle of Dogs, closer to a four, I would say. Um, stop motion, dogs, boy, Odyssey, Wes Anderson, you know what to expect. Talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Shivs. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Okay, we're talking Oranges, the new black. Uh, season six. Yes, season six. This one sort of snuck up on me. Uh, like I didn't, uh, didn't hear anything about it. And I feel like the show maybe has slipped into that sort of idea where, uh, you kind of just don't know what's there and then bam, it's like, uh, Netflix is saying, Hey, this is, this is here again. You want to, you want to, you watched all the other ones. Why not try this one? You might like it. And, uh, I did. Yeah. People I, I've heard like on podcast and, uh, not really in real life. I actually don't know if I know anyone who watches the show. Uh, they sort of poo poo it as just being a sort of blah show, but, uh, I enjoy it. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with oranges, the new black, um, it's, you know, a bunch of women in prison and their uh, daily struggles, be it serious or comedic. It sort of ranges from the two, uh, which is what I appreciate in general uh, when it comes to media. And I've said this a million times, uh, probably more with serious stuff than with comedy, but uh, but both. And why I like a dark comedy. Uh, if you're going to be 100% serious 100% of the time, uh, that's not life. So it takes me out of the experience and is boring and bleh. Uh, you got to throw in some laughs from time to time and maybe even vice versa. Uh, I think if you are going to have a comedy much more often, there's going to be obviously serious parts. It's not going to be with the exception of like movies like airplane. Maybe it's not one laugh a straight laugh all the way through although airplane fucking awesome movie so maybe you can do it that way all laughs 100 percent of the time although there is the seriousness of, of a plane you know maybe crashing you you got that spoiler spoiler for airplane if you haven't seen that movie from the 70s which i hope you have because that movie friggin a six out of five Anyways, we're not here to talk about airplane. We're here to talk about we're here to talk to, to talk about oranges, the new black season six. Uh, this is the first season post the riots of the last season. Um, that one I really enjoyed because it sort of took a show where it's women in prison and basically like got rid of the guards for a season. It almost felt like, and they were just like sort of. Uh, the, the, the inmates running the asylum sort of feel to it, and, and that was fun. But now they're sort of living the consequences of that uh, shitstorm, I believe you would call it. Um, and they're all in, uh, I guess before they were in the minimum security wing of this prison, and now they're in the maximum security wing. So uh, that's kind of cool. And I wonder if this is where we'll just be now. Like, will we ever get back to the, the minimum security part? Or maybe... Uh, you know what? I think this show could maybe benefit from, actually, just so it doesn't uh, get stale. Not that I think it is. Is Maybe you have both. Maybe you have A and B stories, uh, different people living different uh, sort of scenarios. Maybe subtly... Uh, the the effects of each uh, wing of the uh, of the prison is affecting the other one, but there's no sort of outright interactions between the two. Hmm. Sort of an interesting idea. Yes. Uh, okay, so you've got uh, much meaner people. <laughs> I guess is the, is the sort of main thing. Oh, it was only thirteen episodes. Why didn't I think it was more than that? Uh, which makes sense if you're in maximum security. Uh, two of the main ones are sort of uh, older women who are sort of running two of the blocks. I think there's 
three different blocks. There's there's one where we're like uh, the old people and the crazy people are. Uh, I think it's C block. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But they they call it Florida because it's like uh, <laughs> it's like all old people and it's kind of nice and they and they treat you better there than they do in the other two blocks. The other two blocks sort of uh, hate each other and there's a, a gang battling and. Uh, one thing that they don't do in this, which I wonder if this exists IRL anywhere, uh, there's no sort of race, there's not really any race, there, there was more in minimum security now that I think about it, uh, no sort of race segregation, which is always something you sort of hear of in prison, which, uh, I, I don't know, maybe that's true, That, and I, I don't mean segregation... I don't mean segregation by, like, the prison. I, I just mean, like, you always hear that in prison. If you're black, you hang out with black people. If you're white, you hang out with white people. And that's just sort of how it is. Which is sad. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Today's book banter sponsor is Dibbler Brand Meat Like Pies. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, today we are uh, returning to my favorite of authors, Mr. Terry Pratchett, for a little book by the name of Snuff. S-N-U-F-F. If you're unfamiliar with Snuff, I don't think they still make it. I wonder if they do. You may, if you ever see sort of period pieces, uh, I feel like in the old Western ones you'd see it. In fact, uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, I think the Ugly would often take a little snuff. It's uh, As far as I know, it's just tobacco. Uh, shredded tobacco and I don't know if there's any sort of process that differentiates it from a tobacco you would smoke uh, but basically you just put it in your nose and kind of go and snuff it up your nose which is freaking weird <laughs> it just seems like a weird thing to do like uh, people would have snuff boxes where they would keep their snuff and then every once in a while take a little pinch and put it in your nose and give a little snuff it up snuff it up which is maybe where uh, you, you gotta think Snuffleupagus is probably doing a lot of snuff. He look, he almost looks like he's made of snuff. He's done so much snuff. Ooh, theory, uh, theory and possible episode title. Uh, let me just type it out here. Snuffleupagus is made of snuff. Yeah. What do you think of that as a title? Interesting. Ooh. Okay. What was that sound? Uh, anyways, yes, uh, oh shoot, I lost it. Did I close it? Snuff, stuff. Uh, this came out, in, it's the 39th novel, uh, of the Discworld franchise. Uh, it's the eighth, uh, story involving the City Watch. Uh, and that's sort of interesting right there. If you're, if you're not familiar with, uh, the Discworld novels, there's obviously a lot of them, uh, and each of them sort of focuses on various different people that exist within this world within this disc world actually i shouldn't say within i should say with on because the disc world is literally uh the flat earthers would goddamn love it because it is a flat world uh riding on the back of four elephants which in turn are riding on the back of a giant turtle flying through space as you do um 
uh, yeah. Anyways, as I was saying, this one uh, involves a city watch, but the reason that's interesting is very, very rarely, this is one of the very rare occurrences, this is not taking place in sort of the main city of this uh, uh, of this universe, Ankh-Morpork. I always have trouble uh, uh, on how people would say that. Ankh-Morpork? Maybe Ankh. A-N-K-H? I think that might be pronounced Ankh, like the Egyptian thing. Anyways... Yeah, it takes place sort of uh, in the countryside. Uh, Sam Vimes, or Samuel Vimes, or Sir Samuel Vimes, if you prefer, he's sort of the leader of the City Watch, and he's got to take a vacation because his wife's making him. And it's the sort of classic uh, guy who loves his work so much that the thought of a vacation is very stressful to him. Uh, so when he finds uh, himself out in the countryside and things are seemingly going a little uh, illegal, let's say, uh, he obviously quickly gets engaged with that. Uh, the illegalities, oh, that's a hard word to say, uh, come in the form of a few things. Uh, the first is smuggling. Yeah, that's sort of just dipping your toe in illegal stuff. Uh, but more and more, we learn it uh, has to do with slavery and murder of goblins. Uh, this is fantasy in, I guess, the strictest sense, in that there's dwarves and there's... Is there elves? It's not really elves, is there? <laughs> Anyways, there's dwarves, there's gnomes, there's goblins. Uh, goblins in this world are treated like shit. Real shit. Uh, yeah, they're not even second-class citizens, third-class citizens. Uh, so much so that... This, like no other uh, fantasy I've read, deals a lot with uh, uh, sentient beings being treated as com commodities, obviously in the form of slavery. So it touches on some uh, some some non-funny issues, obviously, which uh, for Terry Pratchett, if you again, if you've ever read uh, Discworld, these are some of the very rare, rare uh, books uh, that I read where I actually physically laugh out loud. Uh, books are funny often, but actually laughing out loud, I find is, is rare compared to say like a TV or a movie. And I wonder why that is, or a video game as well. You know, really, it's almost like the degree. Yeah. You know what? Uh, maybe there's a direct correlation here. <laughs> uh, so when, when I'm reading a book, that's when I'm most sort of pulled in and engaged. Uh, and then second would be video games. And then third would be movies and TVs. And there's a, a direct opposite correlation there that I'm more likely to laugh at TV and, uh, oh yeah. But then, uh, yeah. And then video games, uh, second and then, uh, books last. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Or no video. Anyways, uh, we're out of time. So let me just get my rating of easy five out of five. Maybe a 6 out of 5. Friggin' love this book. And Discworld in general. Game Gabin. Today's Game Gabin, or rather, double movie monologue sponsor is Bad Bob Sunscreen. Thank you for that sponsorship. Yes, I uh, didn't finish a game because I uh, was still playing No Man's Sky up until yesterday. I uh, did the Atlas Path, uh, got to the center of the galaxy, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. You'll know what you mean if you did that. 
Uh, so because I devoted so much time to No Man's Sky, I didn't have a new game. Uh, I am just started though, uh, uh, the, 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 the Wolfenstein Old Blood. So we'll have that next episode. Uh, so instead I watched a shit ton of movies, including this next movie, The Clapper from 2017. Uh, 15 minutes of fame destroys the life of a man who works as a clapper in television. Uh, apparently I wonder if this is an actual IRL term. Uh, the people who sort of sit in audiences and I guess maybe talk shows, uh, but probably more often in the audiences of infomercials, because uh, they're paid to be there. Obviously, you're not just going to sit there for a whole day while the show is recorded. You got to you got to get some cheddar. Um, it's, uh, revolves around, uh, that sort of life, uh, in particular, Ed Helms playing Eddie Crumble and, uh, sort of how him appearing on so many of these he's sort of uh, called out by a talk show and they sort of try to find him and obviously if you're famous for being one of these people you're not going to get jobs because you're supposed to be just a, a sort of nor normal joe blow in these audiences not a famous person right i guess uh definite dark comedy vibe uh it's got some ups and downs rating wise I'd go a solid three plus Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has Amanda Seyfried, 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 uh, who you, you, you'd probably recognize if you saw her and she, she's very good as well. Um, yeah, it's just a good, good kind of a dark comedy movie. Yay. That, uh, moving on to the life and times of judge Roy Bean. Yes. Haven't seen this in a while from 1972 starring none other than Mr. Paul Newman. Um, a western that is funny as well got some some funny moments in it uh if you like a western if you like paul newman you will like this uh can i give it a five i don't know i really do like it uh this is probably my second or third viewing it's uh i feel like a movie i will dust off every couple of years uh, it's, it's sort of a, a series of vignettes more than like one story is kind of how you can look at it. It's a series of strange and funny occurrences over the course of the life of this Judge Roy Bean character. Uh, okay, moving on to Game Night. Oh yeah, watch this last night with the misses. Uh, very, very much liked, uh, lots of laughs, uh, a group of friends who meet regularly for game nights, find themselves entangled in a real mystery when the shady brother of one of them is seemingly kidnapped by dangerous gangsters. Uh, you got your Jason Bateman, you got your Rachel McAdams. Ooh, man, she was looking good in this. Uh, oh, you know, what was the Kylie Bunbury? Uh, yeah, she was one of the actresses as well. Very, very Hurty. Uh, you got some big names in it. You got some small names in it. All in all, uh, I had laughs and it sort of jumped back and forth between action and comedy. Well, uh, I go a solid four to five. Yeah. Hey, why not? Uh, last but uh, least, yeah, I think of this batch, uh, Silence from 2016. It was long and it was pretty boring and Eh. Uh, the 17th century, two Portuguese, Portuguese Jesuit priests travel to Japan in an attempt to locate their mentor, who is rumored to have committed apostasy, uh, and to propagate and to propagate Catholicism. Uh, yeah, uh, this movie could easily have been solved 
of the problems of this movie and well, maybe the movie itself uh if people were just not religious <laughs> if just religion did not exist um all the atrocities that you witness in this movie uh, in the name of religion would not have happened uh it is depressing it's sad uh it, it, the futility of religion uh, really really hits me in the face and it was interesting because i feel like I could have watched this movie when I was a younger man and just been like, oh yeah, this is sort of an interesting movie. Uh, but, but now in, in, I know what this movie's trying to do. It's, it's trying to make me think that, uh, the, the people who, uh, will do anything for Catholicism to bring it to others are, are heroes and, 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 and their sacrifices are for the betterment of mankind. But no, all it made me think is, why do you care so much? Just, just give in, just, just, you know what, if the choice between death and pain and the death of pain of others that you are causing to, uh, quite often the example they use in this is, is to either spit on a, uh, on a cross with uh, Jesus on it, or, or more, more often, uh, put your foot on a picture of Jesus. That's what, uh, the, the Japanese people, were making the Catholic people do in order to sort of denounce their religion. They would, they would do these sort of things like that. Anyways, do that. Uh, then you will no longer be tortured. Those who are being tortured because you won't do that will not be tortured. Like just do it. Who really uh, cares? Uh, made me, it made me angry is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, the movie was, uh, you know, I'll give it a two. Today's internet integral sponsor is Summer. Summer. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I uh, got a lot of. I guess they're all podcasts. Technically, technically, maybe the first one isn't, but it is. The first one, of course, is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee Season 10. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, with comedians, quote-unquote, in some cases, uh, will uh, go out in a, in a nice old car, or maybe a new, nice new car, and sort of drive around, get a cup of coffee, just shoot the shit, talk as if they were sitting and talking on a podcast. It is a podcast, come on. Uh, and it's now on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if they put all the old seasons from when it was just an internet-based uh, web series, I guess you would call it. Um, yeah, and they're good. Hey, what more can you say, really? Uh, who did we have here? Kevin Hart. Meh. Oh, wait, no, that's season one. Season uh, 19, even 10. Zach Galifianakis, that was great. Uh, I, I almost feel like there's... They're, and Zach Galifianakis and a lot of people, I guess, are uh, very different people. Um, so it was nice to see them sit down. And just because they were both comedians can sit and sort of have a talk. 
uh, people who are comedians have such a, a, an interesting sort of brain that regardless of the type of comedian you are or how you are in real life, I, I feel like there's a shared connection that you could just sit down and talk. And that's why the show works, I guess. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Ellen DeGeneres, Trace Morgan, Brian Regan, Dana Carvey, Hassan Minaj, Minaj, yeah. Uh, Neil Brennan, John Mulaney, Kate McKinnon, Alec Baldwin, comedian yeah and jerry lewis rest in just rest in uh yeah so uh very very good uh, if you haven't seen any of these you can go back uh, i'm sure you can find all the old ones uh okay so moving on to lore oh yeah this is a new one i just added i was listening to harmontown and they had on a man by the name of aaron menke uh <laughs> i th- uh, who does a podcast about, uh, uh, well, let me read it. L- Lore is an award-winning, critically acclaimed podcast about true-life scary stories. Lore exposes the darker side of history, exploring the creatures, people, and places of our wildest nightmares. Yeah, cool sounding, right? And uh, I gotta say, very, very good. Uh, I am i don't know how many episodes I'm in. Ten yet? Somewhere around the, the double digits, anyways. And uh, I've enjoyed every episode. Uh, Aaron Menke, good host. Uh, he's got a, a pleasing voice and a calm tone talking about fucked up shit. So uh, it, it's a good mix, a good juxtaposition, you might say. Uh, okay, another one I just started, uh, just added to my podcast listening repertoire. Beautiful stories from anonymous people. Uh, I always thought the show was just called Beautiful Anonymous, uh, anonymous but... Uh, maybe that's the full title with Chris Gethard. Oh, I heard uh, he just uh, stopped his uh, TV show as well. Anyways, one phone call, one hour, no names, no holds barred. It says on the Earwolf posting for this podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, a, a person will call in with some sort of story or interesting life or just random dude or do it at and... Uh, Chris Gethard will talk to them for one hour. Uh, the one that I sort of hopped on board with was uh, uh, they talked to, oh yeah, this ties in with Orange's The New Black very, very well because they talked in uh, to a girl who was about to, uh, in the next couple, <laughs> excuse me, in the next couple of weeks, going to go to prison. She had been involved in a bunch of drug stuff, uh, was arrested, tried, convicted, and uh, I, I guess it's normal, quote-unquote, that you just sort of go to prison. <laughs> like, it, it happened in Orange is the New Black, literally uh, the, the main, quote-unquote, character. Um, she did her crimes and then, like, had, you know, uh, weeks or months or whatever to prepare herself and then just drove herself to prison sort of thing. Well, people drove her. Uh, and that's what's happening to this girl. So we found out all about the sort of crazy life she lived and what she's thinking about and, uh, and how she's going to, or at least her plan is to use the time to better herself. So, uh, it was something which I think a lot of these stories do, uh, which is, um, shine light on things and also give you hope for mankind is maybe how you could look at it. And also Chris Gethard's a funny dude. So you're going to have some comedy rolled into there. Speaking of comedy, who charted episode 400 yes episode 400 oh man remember when i hit my episode 400 i don't really oh wait no that's when i changed the name from the lackadaisical liberal cubicleist to simply the liberal cube that's what i did on episode 400 or was it 350 no it's 400 anyways 
yeah, uh, uh, Kulop Valaisak came back. Uh, she was, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, uh, she was the former guest, uh, sorry, the co-host. She was the former co-host. Uh, she left, uh, 40-ish episodes ago, I guess it was. Uh, so she came back for this sort of special, uh, special app. Uh, that was cool to see her and Howard again. Uh, they also had guests Steve, uh, G or Steve AG, if you prefer, because I think that's correct. Uh, who I love, uh, he always comes on the hundredth episodes apparently and other ones as well. Uh, and he has his own podcast. I used to do one called, uh, but, uh, I don't think he does that anymore. I know he does a new one about how he's like sick all the time. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but, uh, he's just a funny dude, uh, in general. So to have those three to celebrate the 400th episode was delightful and I hope you listen to it. Oh shit. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm out of time as you heard. So, uh, the last one we'll just do as a honorable mention since the whole, you know, time thing. And I shouldn't even be talking right now, to be honest. I paused the timer, which is, you're not supposed to do. <sighs> I'm a rebel with a cause and the cause is talking. Uh, honorable mention to never not funny with guest Scott Ackerman. Yes. Yes. So goddamn good folks. That leaves the final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. (laughs) I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean... Butts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper